Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the I Love Me podcast, where we talk about self-love, positivity, and how to be whoever the hell you want to be. Today, I'm joined by a very special guest. Very special indeed. His name is Jordan, and he is here. Jordan, how are you? I am alive. And I am blessed and highly favored. Amen. I can't complain. I can't complain. Thor, how are you? I am pretty good. You know, it's been a pretty busy day preparing for stuff, but you know. So, Jordan, tell the viewership, the listenership, tell everyone about yourself. All right. So, for those who are um, unacquainted with myself, um, my name is Jordan Kenneth Simmons Trot. I am a recent graduate of Mount Allison University. Uh, I am also Bermudian from Bermuda. I took up, I bought my degree is in um, English literature and my minor is in religious studies. This coming fall, I will be in the education system teaching. It's up to the ministry right now where they want to go ahead and put me. Um, I look at myself as a leader within um, the community back home. I was a leader here at Mount Allison in various, um, well, just tribute to one um, club in society. Um, I'm very bold. Um, I am probably the biggest pessimist when it comes to Mount Allison, but I'm sure I'll go into that about my, my experiences. But overall, you know, I'm a very determined, um, loving, and keyword helpful individual. So that's just a, a little bit about me in a nutshell. Wow. Jordan, I could have waited for any episode, but mm-hmm. this one, I, I can't wait mm-hmm. to like see what goes down in this episode. Like this is going to be... This oh, it's gonna, gonna be, be good. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be a good one. So let's just hop straight into it. Oh uh, yes, yes. What yes. is the best piece of advice you have received in your life? The best piece of advice that I've received in my life, um, forgive, forgive. Um, life is very short, and life is full of challenges, right? And specifically, challenges with other people. And from a young age. I recognize, as we all do, the people are, they're not perfect. Yeah. Right? They're not perfect. We have flaws. We make mistakes. Some people go out of their way to make mistakes that, you know, go ahead and hurt you. But to forgive these individuals is something for you. It's not for their benefit. It is for you. And to even narrow down the point more so, it's, for me, the advice was given, you know, forgive your people. Forgive your black people. Um, might get into this a bit later, um, Thor, but, you know, as I know, we've talked before as well, um, you know, my experiences and how I feel specifically of how the black community interacted with each other here on Mount Allison and how disappointed I was with just our interactions. Um, but I learned that, you know, we have our own struggles, you know, we have our own private demons that we are battling with, right? And so where someone may be, you know, feeling some type of way towards myself or expressing, you know, their attitude or even physically getting violent with other people or they're just not messing with my spirit. For me, I've had to learn that, you know what, these individuals, there's a lot going on there and I need to go ahead and forgive them because as black people specifically, right, you have stuff that's going on, I've got stuff that's going on and I particularly refuse to go ahead and add onto your baggage. And so with that stated, I've over the past few years, have always kind of had in my mindset, like, you know what, this person's done this, Jordan, forgive them. Mm. Forgive them. Do not go ahead and keep that hatred in your heart. Yeah. Because I said, we're all human. And even more so to the black people here, you will have your own stuff going on. So I refuse to, as stated, put more baggage onto them. So over the past few years, to sum up, I think that's the best advice I've been given because that really affected um, my perspective here at Mount Allison and how I've been dealing with people. 
Okay, so now I normally just like go into the negative experience, but I'm glad mm-hmm. that you brought this up. So when you forgive, do you forget as well? Um, it's difficult. I try to get there as well. Sometimes, so here's I guess it all depends on context. Yeah. Um, because in one scenario, um, during my first and second year, where I wasn't so involved with university life, um. I had my own issues, you know, with, you know, friendships, with women, with, you know, communication and things like that there. And there are certain things that happened where I forgave the individual, but because, you know, I forgot, all of that stuff came to bite me in detail. Yeah. Right? Um, And that's on me. And I was like, okay, that's a learning curve. And so in that particular context there, um, forgetting that trauma and forgetting what these people have gone ahead and done to me, you know, cause an issue later on but on the flip side you know later on and recognizing you know some of the things that were going on within um you know the caribbean students association or even you know within the mass and other organizations and as there are people making mistakes and whatnot i also recognize that if i was unable to go ahead and forget these blunders i'm always going to be looking at these people as your mistake number one your mistake number two and that makes it very hard for us to kind of move forward mm. because I'm always got that constant reminder. And so at the same time there, if I'm going to go and forgive the person, but not willing to be like, okay, put that to the side because we change, we move forward. That can at times hinder the relationship from um, progressing forward. So it's all about context. That's a very good question. Um, as it's bit me in detail before and other times by not forgetting, by not trying to literally move forward and want and learn our lessons um, it has kind of stunted some relationships because I'm just like, I still see you as this individual over here. Yeah, no, I'm so glad that's you because that is not me at all. <laughs> that is not me at all. Mm-hmm. If you do something to me, I will forgive you. But mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't say I would forget, but I would have like a clean slate. Mm-hmm. And then if I notice the same tendencies... Correct. Then I would like start to protect myself because like this is the road that's we went fair. down before. That is fair. So I'm not going to put myself out here for you to do the same thing that you did again. No, that is fair. That no, that's absolutely fair. Um, and not even fair. You know, that's not wrong by any means at all. I feel with myself, um, and the individual that I am, like going back to help him. Right, I'm a teacher, right? And to me, you know, teaching is a thankless job. You're not going to be paid what you're worth. You're going to be working countless hours and so many resources into, you know, your students, right? And the only gratification you get from that, if any, is, you know, I did it. You know, this student went ahead and and, and moved on. Um, And so, once again, for me, that part, the particular part of, you know, for forgetting and putting that aside doesn't hold too much weight with myself because I stated I'm just trying to be very given whether or not it benefited me or not, you know, I just think that's my nature. But nonetheless, I do agree where you're coming from. You gotta protect your peace and you also gotta protect your happiness. Yeah. So speaking of peace and happiness, okay. we know sometimes people can negatively affect us. Yes, sir. Yes, so let's sir. just hop straight into it. Okay. Have you ever had any negative experiences within your life? Okay. Um yes, um I have. Um but I'm specifically gonna dwell on the past five years. Oh okay. Um, Go off. I, Anything you want to talk yeah, about. Nothing's so, off limits. <laughs> so as stated, I'm not the biggest fan of Mo Allison. Um had a really a unique bad experience. Um because it's something that I do share certain aspects with, with other people of color here on campus, but then I think a lot of more of the severe aspects was really just myself. Um, so the first issue here at Mount Allison um, 
is something that I don't even necessarily hold against Mo Allison no more. It just comes down to the fundamental differences in my being versus Mo Allison. So um, a good friend of mine, um, you know, Greg, was talking to me. Um, he's doing his master's um, program in um, Charlottetown, PEI. And he was talking to me about, you know, one of his mates was, you know, doing case studies about islandness, right? I think you might find this very fascinating, Thor, right? Where there's a certain mindset, a certain way of thinking, a certain way of doing things in particular islands, right? Within my island home of Bermuda, I fit there like a nice piece of the puzzle. Yeah. Right? Perfect piece of the puzzle. I love my home. We've got issues. We've got, hitch, it, we've got a lot of issues. <laughs> but, you know, what place doesn't? Yeah. But I have a place. Right. I have an understanding. I have a purpose. For me, when I came to Mo Allison, I was sold a dream. Heavy. Mm. I drank that Kool-Aid. I drank that Kool-Aid. And once again, I don't necessarily put fault at the recruiters for this because now looking back at it, I just think a lot of um people here are kind of out of touch with the realities that are going over here. So, like, no, no negative feelings towards them. But when I came out over here... My puzzle piece simply could no could not fit in here. Um, there was no purpose. Right. Um, for example, right back home, my speciality and me even going to the education system is to go ahead and help um our black males back home. That's always been my passion. That's always been my mission. Um, this past summer, um, you know, one of my mates, you know, I was lucky enough, you know, fortunate enough to kind of go ahead and help him, um, get his GED. And to me, that was such a powerful experience for myself to go ahead and see him rise to the challenge um but those problems don't exist out here so when i'm trying to talk to people about my passion talk to people about what i'm trying to do there's no relatability about Mm. you know about that over here so it's just kind of me you know on my own and even sometimes when i'm talking about what needs to be done to kind of help you know um the black people back home some of the responses I get, you know, they're very different because the cultures are very different, right? Right, And so my purpose and mission and fundamentally who I am is just very much different from Mount Allison. Essentially, Thor, I've been here for five years, and now that I'm back home, the only thing that this university has been able to give me to propel me forward in my field is that certificate that now allows me to teach. Yeah. I am using these same skill sets. I am using the same um, you know, vocal cords, the same methods that I did in high school when I had my mentorship program to help the youth now. And so basically I feel I what I needed to do in my life, Mom Allison was only to give me a little push, right? Yeah. So that's number one. Don't blame it on these schools. It's just a fundamental difference in what I wanted from the school and what it couldn't give me. Right. Um, secondly is, you know, the foundation of our peers. I know you're doing international orientation, um, good sir. Uh, I was heavily scarred by my international orientation back oh, in Lord. 2016. Um, because once again, just how to, how, I think out of touch people were. Um, you know, the loudness, the dancing, the excitement, it was targeted towards a certain crowd of individuals. And I said, I'm not that crowd. And there was a few other in, um, international students who came in and we were all like, what is this? Yeah. Right? And even more so, now looking back at it, I think because having the international orientation, sorry, the international orientation and regular orientation separate did a lot more damage to us. Here's the thing, right? When you came in, right? And not even just with you, most of the international students, we stick together, right? You know, we look out for each other. And I think that's great. I also think with international orientation, um, they are able to go ahead and give us a baseline of, all right, this is Sackville, this is Canada, this is what it is, I'm forever thankful for it. But by not interacting with the Canadians, 
forever creates this boundary between us. Although there are some, you know, flyers that are able to go in between the local population and international students, most of us, all of us, black, white, it don't matter, we stick together. There's not a lot of... Um, intermingling? Intermingling. There really, there really is, and it's been like that since 2016. And for me, you know, my hypothesis or why I think um, that's a problem came in my third year. My English class was very tight, right? And I was the only person of color that, you know, in there, right? But for the most part, I was going through my own stuff in first and second year. Um, so it never really bothered me how they were treating me until in third year, you know, started the Islander Society. And then I started paying more closer attention to the politics of the school. Then I remember asking one of my mates being like, hey, like, you all go on trips together. You know, you all are, you know, hanging out with each other and whatnot. And like, I'm always been there with working group projects and whatnot. But for the most part, I'm just kind of over here. Why is that? And, you know, I will always appreciate his honesty, his, his answer, but it kind of ch forever shifted my perspective on this place where he was like, well, Jordan, we don't know what to do with you. Um, you're scary. Um, almost, you know, you, you, you come into the class, you know, um, you're talking about Bermuda, this place that we just have no idea what's going on. You know, your mission talking about trying to help, you know, the black youth and whatnot. We, we, we don't understand what's going on over there. You know, you got your strange accent and everything. Um, You listen to a strange set of music and whatnot. And we simply just don't know anything, how to go ahead and interact with, with you because we mm. haven't been taught. Now, what I mean, we haven't been taught. Another one of my friends, um, up until university i think for the most part i was the only black individual he really had a close one-on-one -on -one relationship with and that was very telling in our early days he simply didn't know better and the reality is thor there are many people like him that go to school that simply don't know better that yeah. haven't interacted with a bahamian that haven't interacted with the bermudian that haven't interacted with you know anyone from part of the indigenous community they literally do not know better and i'll get into this other part later the way how we, specifically the black community, I find have gone about trying to teach them, um, while I understand where it's coming from, turns off a lot of these lot over here. Yeah. They saw me as scary without even having a conversation because they were afraid of Jordan's very different. If I say the wrong thing to him, I'm canceled. Yeah. I'm done. And so instead of trying mm. to go ahead and form that connection, I'm going to preserve my peace and not even say anything to him and after you know that was revealed to me it made so much sense you know my interactions with some of the professors with some of my peers um you know even some of my friends like you know brandon who will easily come and you know hang up with us and talk to you all everything's fine but if i was to then go to his friend group and whatnot the acceptance for, besides from a few besides from a few it it, it wasn't there there yeah. was a huge treatment we're open you know we want to be accepted why are we going to go ahead and try to oppress or make someone else feel bad when we're going through the same stuff yeah right and to me that is a huge fundamental issue with mount allison and it's not even a mount allison problem what got our peers coming in who simply are ignorant of the rest of the world around them and if that foundation is broken right there then for me i was like so it don't make, for me, once again, I'm like, it doesn't make sense going to these meetings, trying to host these events, yeah. trying to teach these lot, because these are grown men and women, and many of them have already made up their mind. They don't want nothing to do with us. Yeah. And so that was a hard pill for me to swallow. And I think there are some other, um, you know, people of color on the campus who I know are trying to go, like, you know, have a different perspective who I've talked to. Like, well, Jordan, we hear what you're saying, but there is hope. Like, you know, we've been talking to these people, those people. And as I said, I'm a, 
you know, these are my particular experiences. And, you know, I, I'm be so happy to go ahead and be, and be proven wrong. But Thor, when we're talking about the vast majority, I mean, it's a huge problem. It's too many of them and too little of the allies. Yeah. Right. And I've just seen it so many times, even with how we've been, you know, interacting, where I find, you know, some people, you know, they're only trying to talk to me or be my friend, you know, for that. Okay, I've got a black friend over here mm. or, you know, even to a degree like networking, like, oh, you know, now I have someone to go ahead and stay with when I go to Bermuda. I don't yeah. know you, sir. Exactly. I period. don't know you. Who are you again? Like, exactly. I, I, like, and so once again, for me, that really bothered me. But here's the thing. I do a lot of talking. For me, it doesn't make sense to go ahead and complain without any action. And so for me, which now kind of goes into another issue I had with the university, um, so we're going to issue number three, is I was like, okay, so since you all don't want to come into our space, let's go ahead and make a space for ourselves, which is where, you know, the Islander Society came, came into it. And the problem, once again, with the school is the idea of progress and diversity it, it, it's for me in my humble um from my experiences um it's a bill-faced lie and the reason why i say it from you know experience is as you know i was trying to go here and put on um an educational um concert here in sackville and then obviously you know because of COVID, had to kind of scrap that but i didn't receive a lot of help from the school which, and I'm not going to go into because, you know, this is private details. I'm not going to go into too much details. But in trying to set up this concert, I saw where the school's priorities were, where they're willing to go ahead and put money, thousands of dollars, into this little event over here to benefit the vast Canadian majority, but not willing to go ahead and put a penny to make us feel good for one day. And that really, really, really bothered me. And then on top of that, the um help that i was getting was okay jordan this seems like a great idea but let's include the canadian students let's go ahead and do something that's going to be very attractive to them so they can go ahead and come out and for me i'm like so you mean to tell me i can't go ahead and do this concert or do this event just for us i have to include everyone and basically the answer was like yes we're progressive diversity like we don't really believe in segregation over here and that's what i was doing because these lot don't want to be with us thor yeah they have made that you know crystal clear and i was getting frustrated that you the school was trying to force me to go ahead and accept them i was like okay cool so instead of doing the concert, we did um, the little um, pandemic um, event in the park on your birthday, um, as a matter of fact. And, you know, we sold some tickets and, you know, you were there and nobody came out. Nobody came out, Thor, and there were people that had bought tickets. I'm not going to call any names. I'm not going to call new names. Who that night after the event was done, because, you know, I'm like, let me go get my um, statistics. Who I'm running all around Sackville, going to people's houses, you know. People having like little sitting down, drinking, doing their own little games. Had bought tickets to come out to the event, but they're there at their friend's house, you know, drinking, having a little party over there, walking to dockies. And they seem to like, oh, Jordan, hey, hi, Hawaii. Yeah. I'm like, no, like, you're fine because this is exactly what I'm talking about. You're not here to go ahead and support. I'm going to take it a step further, Thor, right? Because it's not just the regular Canadian students. This may be a bit controversial, but as, the, as someone in my position right and i'm not saying that the help wasn't there because i'm sure you know ariana satara and um, um amina i'm sure because they they did more i feel with the school than myself i was more concerned about you all but based off of my experiences right considering all these stuff we'll go what we've been going through where were my indigenous brothers and sisters to go ahead and help us out 
where was the white LGBTQ plus community to go ahead and help us out? Let's not, I'm not even going to go ahead and get down their treatment of the black LGBTQ plus people here. That's a whole other story right there. But where are the, you know, the other minority communities? Why is it during my time here, I found myself fighting against Catalyst and share about the music that's happening down at Duckies? I really just felt by myself you know it's like us you know i'm carrying you all on my back trying to make you all comfortable and the very people who also how the system is set up are victims of it they ain't coming out to support they ain't coming out to push nothing you know some of the other leaders i can't even tell you their names i can't tell you their faces i can't tell you what they were going ahead and doing i'm trying to reach i'm not gonna call them names i gotta keep reminding myself there but been trying to do so many things to once again go ahead and bring us together but everyone's got their own agendas people are doing their own stuff and for me it was the ultimate like you know we're just alone we're by ourselves and how dare this institute force it upon me to go ahead and include everybody when everybody doesn't want to even be part of all of this yeah so i ended up you know leaving here being like you know what that's cool you all don't want to hang out with us you all don't want to be part of this that's fine. I'm no longer going to go ahead and try to force myself to bring people into this circle who don't want to be there. Right. So then I focus on, you know, you all. So that was, you know, the third issue. Fourth issue now comes to, um, you know, the black community. Um, regarding the society, and I know we talked about this before a little bit as well, I feel every single person, and I include myself, and I hope myself even more so accountable as one of the leaders mm -hmm. um i think we failed each other mm. i think every individual to some sort of degree participated in the downfall of that group and as stated as black people here at this institute it is important that we are each other's foundation right there is no one who's going to go ahead and understand what thor is going through than another black individual over here um when I was listening to your podcast with Shania and just like listening to her story and whatnot, to me, I was like, oh my goodness, like, I wish I was a bit more active and a bit more involved, you know, you know, hearing her story and whatnot. And, you know, as someone who was talking to a lot of the members of the community, there was just so much going on. And the fact that a lot of our pride, a lot of our egos and, you know, once again, our spirits just weren't, you know, taken to certain people, it really messed up what could have been an excellent thing, Thor. In 2016, there were, I think, maybe 10 black people here at Mount Allison, even before the football team. And I was like, no, 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 looking back later, I can't imagine what it would have been like to come to this school and have a black community there just waiting for me, being like, hey, I'm so-and-so, if you need any help, reach out to me. You know, just that foundation that I yeah. didn't have that. And, you know, we were able to provide that for you all. And it didn't work. It, it 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 simply you know just didn't work and i mean i could go into some of the reasons why it didn't but i'm um, not trying to get into trouble because a lot of people have their own opinions on the matter but for me myself i think where i could have would have hand done better was to i think listen more to you all and what you wanted right because i even recognize now going to like the um caribbean nights particularly i am heavy into the you know the dance or the reggae the soca right i'm wrote a few papers on it right I did a whole documentary back him looking at, you know, Bermuda's summertime life, you know, even yeah. with the music. I'm all into that there, right? But it took me, I think, way too long to realize that that was just me and that what you all wanted was even something a bit different to where I'm like, you know, these parties that I'm doing are just for myself. And because I'm expecting you from me, 
I'm always getting disappointed. And so I feel once again, what I should have done is listen a lot more to you all. Um, take into account exactly what you want. Because even as a leader, I'm here to serve you all. And so I said, I do hold myself at a different standard as one of the leaders at what more we could have done. However, at the same time, <laughs> at the same time, <laughs> This goes back. Oh, this goes back to people making mistakes, right? Um, a lot of mistakes have been made within our communities, and I think um, there's been a lot of miscommunication, and I think there's been a lot of judgment, right? And I believe if maybe we would have, you know, been more forward. I'm very forward, as stated. You know, um, please correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, whenever something was going wrong or even things were going right, I'm coming to you like, hey, let me know what worked. Let me know what didn't work. You know, I just, you know. I need that feedback yeah. there, and I feel for the most part, um, me being the exception to the rule, a lot of that feedback was kind of kept within, you know, the various little circles, right, the, the various little cliques, and I think that's fine, right, because at the end of the day, right, you know, you have your people who you're able to go and relate to, your family and whatnot, same with myself, and, you know, I guess now looking back at it, it didn't necessarily need to be this whole big old kumbaya friend group and whatnot, but once again, what should have been done is like, hey, Thor, you need something, are you good? We're here for you, right? Yeah. Anything happened to you over here? We're here to go ahead and protect you. And not, once again, not giving no names. There were some black people here in this community who, if something bad would have happened to them, our community would not have rallied behind them. Mm. Would not have rallied behind them. And once again, to me, that there is the definitive factor of how I think we as a small group, I think in what, 2020 to 2021, I think there was 90, there was 96 black students on campus people of color i th could be wrong in, in, in that area right there 96 wow Ni 96 yeah it's not a lot but the fact that i could say without a shadow of a doubt that if something happened to god forbid to certain members of our community we wouldn't rally behind them because of abs i'm not trying to put in certain characteristics because i think you all know who i'm talking about but it's a factor, right? It is a huge factor, and we don't need to be doing this. We are all that we have, Thor, yeah. right? My pride and joy, I mean, this may be answering another question, but, like, here, my pride and joy was to serve you all. It made me so happy, but the moment when I recognized that you all weren't happy with each other, you know, you all were just like, you know what, I'm just going to go ahead and settle over here, and, you know, they're going to go and settle over here. Yeah. We we tried, I mean, so be it, but it, it's just such a I feel like, once again, I feel, I feel like we failed. And my mind is on the future about there are more Bahamians coming. There are more Bermudians coming. And to me, I knew how how important it would have been, how great it would have been for me to come to Mount Allison and already have that foundation there. And it just scared me to know that these people are going to be coming. And there are black people here, but no one to kind of go ahead and help them um, along the way. So to sum up... <laughs> Those four points there, those are, I think, the four major issues I had that are tied specifically to the school. Overall, um, I think some of these lessons that I have learned, you know, someone could have wrote it in a book, and I think I would have got the, the idea, to be quite frank with you. But at the end of the day, these things did happen. They have made me, in my opinion, you know, a better individual. I now feel I've gotten... I've lost a lot of patience, but at the same time, <laughs> I think, you know, now, you know, working over here, I'm just like, oh, wait a minute, like, 
maybe I have kind of gained some more understanding um, from my experiences over here. And so it's not all lost on deaf ears. I appreciate them. Um, it's unfortunate that, you know, I can't say I overly enjoyed my university experience. And I don't include, you know, like the friends and networking that I make. I put that separately because it, it don't matter where we go, truth be told. You know, um, I'm a very sociable person. Yeah. I keep that separate from, you know, judging my experience. But I did it. You know, I made it, you know, despite, um, you know, my heartaches and my trauma, you know, I graduated, you know, I moved on. And if I can go ahead and survive, I know you all can go ahead and survive. And I guess, you know, my advice to not even advice, I want to now go ahead and kind of thank you because what you're doing right here is what I've been talking about of, you know, that action, this part, this podcast, bringing in people for them to speak their truths right, to speak about their experiences, both the negative and the positive, by providing this platform, and as stated, I'm over here listening, I know there are other people back home in Bermuda who are listening, you know, they're getting a greater understanding of what's going on over here, you're providing us with a yeah. voice, that's doing something for, um, I think a, a shout out needs to be given to, I know, Dan and um, Shambi, who did their little varsity project this yeah. summer, who I know have been, you know, really trying to go ahead and do something positive over here, and I've been watching that, that is great, like, what you all are doing is basically the um, opposite of basically what I'm saying, like, ah, oh, it's almost like near hopeless. And for me, prove me wrong, yeah. right? I want you all to go ahead and prove me wrong. What I want to happen is t a decade later, two decades later, the work that you all are doing inspires the next generation. And that generation inspires the next generation to the point where the next time, you know, if I find myself here for some reason, I look, I can't, I don't recognize anything. I see yeah. a community. Yeah. I see unity. That's what I want to see. I want you all to go ahead and prove me wrong. I want to be the exception to the rule that Mount Allison is a place for people of color, that Mount Allison is a place for unity of progress. That's what I want to see. So, like, thank you, you know, even having me here, but even thank you for this. All right. That answers <laughs> that, that, that question. <laughs> Oh gosh, that, yeah, was that was just a lot to yeah, unpack there. Yeah. And, you know, like I tried to like create this platform, which I want people to like, I want to yes. amplify voices that wouldn't have been amplified Absolutely. if I wasn't here. Absolutely. You know, and this is something that like, I'm really passionate about now, you know? Mm -hmm. So that was just a lot to unpack. And I'm so glad that you dropped those like insightful messages about your experiences here at Mount Allison University. Mm -hmm. And like when you were going through all four of the points that you made, what emotions and thoughts ran through your mind? Like, I know you must feel like anger, frustration, because like this is not something that we want to see. Mm -hmm. So what thoughts and emotions went through your mind during that time? So anger, obviously, but I, I think sadness mm. sadness because this is not what i was sold my university yeah. experience this is not this should not have happened um you know in my opinion yes yeah, sadness i think because there's potential right there's potential and you know i actually had a conversation um with um a peer of mine um who i guess you know was you know questioning me about like okay jordan you know you don't like mo allison and you know what are your reasons for it a, B, C, D, and E. You do recognize that those points that you listed exist in other places as well. So it's not unique to Mount Allison. So, you know, explain a bit more. And, and I, I, I agree. I, I agree. Um, these issues do exist everywhere. They exist, exist all over in the world, right? But once again, my issue at the end of the day with this stuff over here is that because we're so small and with some of the work that I have been able to go in and put in with my hands, what I've been able to toil, something more concrete should have come from it. 
Yeah. But I feel once again, those four points over there, just the fundamental differences between my character and the university, um, the ignorance of the majority of the Canadian population here at Mount Allison and the inability, uh, let me not say, um, and the problems with trying to bring, you know, the international students and the Canadian students together. Um, number three, be, what was number three for? Hold on. Support. Um, the support. And then, of course, with, you know, the lack of, you know, the issues within the black community, um, all of that was working against me. And so even like looking at some of the bigger universities and even some of my conversations I've had with some of my other peers. Yes, these other issues exist. But Thor, please keep in mind. I don't know if it's the same with you, but when I go back to him and I tell people stories about Alice and the like, this doesn't even sound like a real place. You know what? That's this so does, factual. Yeah, like they're like, what, Jordan? What are you talking about? This doesn't make no type of sense. And so like to that point there... You know, Mount Allison, we're different. You know, we're un unique. Take that how you want to take it. But because we're different and because we're unique, I don't think it's necessarily fair to kind of go ahead and compare and contrast us to these bigger institutions. And I say that we have the foundation. We've got the support. We've got the people. We had leaders here, Thor. When, when you came in in your first year, we had so many powerful, it was few of us, but there were so many powerful black leaders here on this campus. And I just think that, no, you going into your fourth year, there really isn't, I mean, they might disagree with me, but the legacy, you know, what they leave behind, my legacy, what I leave behind really is nothing, truth be told. I think, you know, that's awful, specifically because we, we were doing something, but then as yeah. it all this, it just, it just fell apart. So for me, it's just sadness that we had the tools, we had the construction paper, we had the crane ones to go ahead and make a nice little, you know, nice little picture but because of all these outside factors that I feel combine them with the uniquely Mount Allison and Sackville um, characteristics just completely destroyed it. So sadness was what went through my mind. Yeah, like I definitely agree. And that's like, that's why I'm trying to like take part in like various events to like help international mm -hmm. students like make yes. connections, not only with like international groups, but like outsiders as well. Yes. Because... Some of my friends, like, they're like, yeah, like, I don't need to be friends with those people. Yeah. And then vice versa, you know? Yes, but I'm just yes. like, you can't just put yourself into this bubble and stay so isolated that you don't, that yes. you miss out on a part of the world. Like, that's something that you have to work on. Like, you can't just be like, yep. you know what? This is what I'm comfortable with. And yep. I'm just going to say that. You have to put yourself in yep. these uncomfortable positions to grow as a person. Yes, sir. Thor, you and I are many, 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 many miles away from home, right? Many miles away from home. And I've said it to other people before, if you're given the opportunity to go overseas to school or even to live away for a bit, if you come back home and you ain't made one little friend of someone who's completely different from you, I think you missed the point of life right there. Facts. This is the time to explore, to meet new people. This is the time to be uncomfortable, to build and to grow. And once again, back to, you know, noticing that I feel with most of the international students sticking together, which again, not all of it is our fault, right? Because yeah. from day one, you all are over here, we're over there. By the time you all come together, I made my lifelong friends over there. They made their lifelong friends over here. They're not learning how to interact with us, so they're doing dopey things to annoy us over here. And then, you know, over here, we're getting all upset and whatnot. And then they get scared. You, you, you see how it just kind of, you know, all, you know, feeds yeah. into each other. But, yeah, like, step out of your comfort zone. Um, I, now, this is interesting. I guess a positive of not having, you know, that strong black backbone here at the school when I arrived in 2016 was it forced me to step out my room. There's no one here in Edwards House that looks like me. 
I'm not trying to, you know, be here by myself. Jordan, let's go meet some people, right? And so I had to step up, and I'm so happy that I did because I made some lifelong friends. Yeah. You know, I made some good memories with them as well, and they have helped to, you know, expound my knowledge and my perception of the world. As the, I'm in Canada, I'm in a completely different place. It's time to go here, move a bit different, explore yourself, try and figure out one's identity. But, you know, you can only do that within that different environment. And once again, if you're surrounding yourself with, I think there's nothing wrong surrounding yourself with, you know, same-minded people and whatnot. But at the same time, I want to learn from other people. Exactly. I want to be around people who are smarter than me. Thought. I want to see how you see the world because it's only going to go ahead and help elevate me. And you can't do that if you're continuously kind of just staying on the same level, if, if, if that makes sense. Exactly. Like, I hate to go around people and then everyone in the friend group looks exactly like them. Everyone mm-hmm. in the friend group thinks the exact same way. Correct. And mm-hmm. I'm like, how can you explore or become a or grow or adapt to different situations if everyone is just like you yep absolutely absolutely um yep that's so funny i'm actually thinking of um a situation back in been having that same um conversation um with even some of you know my friends as well where i'm like hey you know surround yourself with people who are going to want to push you to be the best version of yourself people who you know their presence can go ahead and help you know elevate you as well um so yeah i i I definitely relate to that quite a bit there and then i feel like sometimes you just have to give people the opportunity you can't just come preconceived Mm. with the notion that they are like i'm coming to a predominantly white school Mm -hmm. no one's going to want to know about me so i'm just going to stick with the crowd that i know yeah because you're selling yourself exactly so you have to like give people a chance because you're coming with this like assumption that they don't want to know you but they do they yeah. want to get out there some of them do some at least yeah, was, so at yeah. least give them the opportunity to like yeah. get to know you better as a person indeed and once and this goes back to my point about you know it don't make sense critiquing something without the action behind it Period. because at the end of the day as stated although i'm going to hear and you know these are the points this is my argument that i made that shouldn't stop you all from trying yeah, exactly as stated you know i've tried to try and i stated before i'm you know i'm burnt out and you know um, what I've gotten from it, you know, isn't what I thought I would get, but I tried and no one can ever take that away from me. Thought I went ahead and gave it my all. So even within these situations here, you know, those of you who, you know, um, you know, people of color, regardless, it doesn't even matter when you come out here and you're in a, dis- in a different environment, try, give it your best shot. Yeah. Because without giving you a bad shot, then to me, I'm just like, I don't think you have any room to go ahead and critique or complain about things not working for you here or exactly. things not working for you there. Because you're not doing something to try, you know, you're not doing anything to try and change the status quo. Even if, you know, as I'm making the kind of sound over here, not impossible, that should not be an excuse for you not to go ahead and try. Exactly. Because, once again, your program, successful. The Varsity Project is also successful. Things are changing things are moving towards a much brighter future so that is no longer an excuse try change is coming you all are living proof of it period so now that you've mentioned that you felt sadness throughout these throughout the times that you experienced Mm -hmm. these four like i don't even know what to call like four trying to find like a cheeky name um four see more allison compass you know east west (laughs) The four compass points mm-hmm. of your experiences here. Mm-hmm. Now that you experienced sadness to those, how did you climb your stairs to like 
say, you know what? I'm not going to be sad about these things anymore. Mm -hmm. I have to realize that, like, I am making the effort to change. Mm -hmm. And it's going to work out some way, somehow. How did you climb your stairs out of sadness during that experience? I didn't realize I had climbed out of it until I... I think I, I received my diploma. I, I don't think, because I was so invested into what's going on, I think I didn't realize, you know, you're getting closer to the end, Jordan. Yeah, 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 you're getting closer. And when I received my diploma in the mail and I was looking at him um, in Latin, I'm not going into, into that thought. I'm not going into that. <laughs> oh, I can't. Anyway, anyways, but like when I got my diploma, I was like, well, I, I did it. And yeah. I didn't even realize that I had done it. You know, I got so caught up once again in all the emotions, what's working, what's not working, that I failed to realize that, you know, none of this stuff broke me. Mm. I made it. I did that. And that was my hard work. That was my dedication. You know, I had a great support system, right? Um, you know, part of, you know, my happiness, you know, being out here was, you know, um, involving myself within the society. I know some people used to make jokes, Jordan, all you do is go ahead and talk about that freaking group, you know, society this, society that, and I'm like, I have nothing else out here to go ahead and be happy for. That's where I derive my happiness for. So obviously, that's what I'm going to go ahead and focus on. But all of that fueled me to get to that last point there, and now, you know, looking back, now looking back at it there, I'm just like, yeah, man, I did it. So in the moment, I didn't, I, I don't think I was aware of my surroundings, but now looking at it, I was climbing that ladder. You know, I was moving towards that place of peace and that place of happiness. And now that's where I am. And, yeah. you know, looking back at it now, um, I said, I don't, I wouldn't say I have any regrets, but I did it. And the fact that I did it, I think speaks volumes there. So yeah. I hope that um, answers the yeah. question to a degree. So now that you realize that you did it, right? Mm -hmm. When you got that diploma in your hand, that was like the realization of like, I yeah. made it. I made yeah. it through whatever they said I couldn't make it through. Yeah. Rapid fire, Jordan. What are five things that make you happy? Five things that makes me happy. Um, Dance hall. <laughs> yeah, music. Music makes <laughs> me happy. Um, my relationship with Gore, because this could not have been done without his intervention, and that's that. Um my beautiful island, you all, despite the stress, the or, you drama. Know, despite all the drama and whatnot, <laughs> you all were worth it to me. You all were worth it to me. Um, so that's three right there. Um, my friend group and my mission. And once again, to reiterate, my mission is, of course, back home to go ahead and provide the black youth opportunities. Do you know, I'm, I graduated from high school back in 2016. I believe it was 118 of us in my year level. It was 124. 74 of us graduated. Out of these 74, I think 25 of us ended up going off to university. I think seven of us were males. And I think out of all of them, I think... Three of them are still in school, but I finished, right? And so for me, looking at that there as someone who's, you know, I'm got my university degree and just kind of looking back, there aren't too many black men back home who have been able to move forward. Now, I'm not saying you need to go off to um, school yeah. to, you know, be successful. That's not what I'm saying at all. But what I am pointing out is that there is a huge discrepancy or imbalance back home with black men 
going into certain fields and being successful, mm. right? And that's due to a lot of the issues back home. But I think the big one, of course, comes down to classism and the lack of support, right? And so for me, recognizing my talent and recognizing my goal-given power and whatnot, my mission is to go ahead and return home and to provide those opportunities that I have for those people back home. You and I being here is a blessing. It's, it's a privilege that I know a lot of individuals back home will kill for Thor. And because I say I recognize that I can go ahead and do something about that, I'm going to go ahead and once again do, 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 do that there. So anyways, I rambled on a bit more there, but those would be, I think those are five things that, you know, I, I, I gain my happiness from. So I'm so glad you talked about like the five things that make you happy. Your mission is so important, especially when it comes to like trying to find where you navigate in this life and where to mm -hmm. go, like on the pedestal, do I go right or left? But mm -hmm. you have to stick true to yourself and what you Absolutely. believe in. So as you talked about your mission and the five things that make you happy, what does your happiness mean to you? Oh, okay. That's a good question. Um, my happiness i guess first thing let me i firstly let me define happiness to make my answer make sense so my happiness comes from me being my best self and me being my best is giving my all to help others to be their best right um i believe that all of us have the right to pursue our happiness however with that stated I don't think that in order for me to reach my happiness, Thor, means I have to go ahead and take some of yours. Mm. Let me say that again. In order for me, if I have to take some of your happiness for me to be happy, something's going wrong. And this is now problem number five with Mo Allison. Look at that. We're at a... <laughs> we're at a I feel that I'm surrounded by people who are more self interested you know they serve themselves and being selfish isn't bad once again to preserve your peace and to preserve your happiness but where the line is crossed is when you are now taken away from other people mm. and for me i will not we all have that right to go ahead and be our best selves and i personally refuse to go ahead and move in a certain way that robs you of that right and i know some people have kind of been like, well, Jordan, in order for me to achieve my happiness, you know, to make an omelet, you got to go ahead and crack a few eggs. Ooh. Then you ain't got no business making an omelet, my friend. Make some cereal. Oh! Put on some toast. <laughs> Eat some fruit. You feel me? Like, like, and, and that's, Ooh. once again, me. Because I'm not going to go ahead and try to step on other people's toes. So with that stated, my happiness, my happiness is worth a lot. But it is not on the same. It's not worth me destroying somebody else's. And as I said, my happiness is trying to see people be their best. And so I think in that aspect, there that's manageable. Um, but yeah, I, I hope I hope that makes it. It's a it's a great question, right? It's a very great question. But for me, as stated, mm, I hope I'm making sense. You I are. I, I hope. Okay. You cool. are. All right. Cool. Yeah. So. Yeah, I put a, there's a lot of worth in my happiness. But at the same time, there's also a lot of worth in everyone else's happiness. My happiness shouldn't come before your happiness. Mm. I shouldn't be able to move against you like that. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
So now that we talked about happiness, mm-hmm. do you think happiness and self-love are one and the same? Yeah. Uh, happiness and self-love. I don't. I personally don't. Elaborate for me. Because I feel as though if you are... You can't truly be happy unless you love the things that you're unhappy about uh, within yourself. Say that again, please. You can't be happy uh-huh. unless you truly love the stuff that you're unhappy about within yourself. So loving your flaws, loving what you hate. Loving your insecurities. Uh-huh. I saw like this thing online that was like, the moment mm. you know you have self-love... Mm-hmm. It's when you accept your insecurities as they are. Mm-hmm. And if someone brings them up to you, you don't go back and degrade yourself on these insecurities. Oh. And I was That's like, a wise individual. I got to get there. Because mm-hmm. I was like, if someone comes up to me and tells me something that I'm insecure about, then it's over. I go home and I like think about it. I'm with you. I'm on a cycle. Yeah, okay. Every time. Yeah. And it's like. Yeah. Was that actually me accepting my insecurity or was that actually me mm-hmm. pushing it down to a point where, like, I don't even notice that it's affecting me and it's making me numb towards mm. how I feel about this insecurity? Mm. So that's why I feel like they're not, like, the same. Because in order to be truly happy and in order to be, true, like, loving to yourself, mm-hmm. you have to accept everything that comes with who you are. And until And in that moment, if you don't... Mm-hmm. Then you could say, I'm trying to get happy or I'm trying to truly love myself. But you could say, I am happy mm-hmm. where I am now, but I want to change some things about myself so I can be my happiest. That makes a lot of sense. I feel like you already answered it for me. So, I'm, all right, let me answer from a, well, a different perspective. Sure. Right, so, I'm going to answer from. A Christian perspective. Mm-hmm. I am an imperfect individual, and I fall short before God's glory many times. However, despite all of that, there, I guess I focus more so on, you know, the cup is half full than half empty, and thankful and grateful for the characteristics and aspects of myself that I love. I love to talk. You know, I love to teach. And so by focusing on those aspects there, right, and developing them and refalling in love with them becomes the fuel of me to fully self-love myself. Not to say that my insecurities are not there, but I recognize that they will all they are they are there i am imperfect you know from that christian religious standpoint there but that's okay mm. and that's all right yeah because those aspects of me that you know i do love i work on and i use that to go ahead and feed into i love jordan i love jordan unconditionally jordan's got flaws but it's not his flaws that define him mm. now once again from a di- all right i'm gonna let no i'm gonna leave it at that because i talk way way too much but um yeah I do think whoever, um, what did you say you saw that too? That was like a video. I just saw like a video scrolling on Instagram. Okay. If you have a fun, send it to me because that I, I, 
I like that. I'm like glad that. that you brought up like the Christian perspective because like mm-hmm. when I, when when you first like brought that up, there are two thoughts that came to my mind. Mm-hmm. The first one was like I'm made in the image and likeness of God, Correct. right? Mm-hmm. And the second one is my cup runneth over. Mm-hmm. And so the the second one is like that that's like true to me because I'm mm-hmm. like what's in the cup is for me, and what's running out is for everyone else. Word, that's a word right there. That's a word right there. So whenever, like... A word right there for mercy, <laughs> mercy. I hope you all heard that, Lord. I, I hope that didn't go over nobody's head. That was great. Let me repeat yeah. it. Let me repeat yeah. it. What's in the cup is for me. Mm-hmm. What's running out is for everyone else. There we go. There we go. Mercy. So, that, like, when mm-hmm. I think about self-love, I think of what's in the cup is for me. Mm-hmm. And everyone else, what's running over, I want to help them get there. Mm-hmm. That's why my cup is running over. Mm-hmm. It's not running over for me to fall into another cup for mm-hmm. myself. It's running out for, for me to help others. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's like my biggest thing. That's like I like that. My biggest analogy. Okay. That I I'm take. A, I'm a take that. Take, take that. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can, I'm gonna take some of your the cup that runs. I'm gonna take some of that over here real fast. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do something with that. Yes, I love that. I so love now that. that we talked about self love and mm-hmm. like how we love ourselves from all perspectives. Yes. Right. Yes. What are five things that you love about yourself? <clears throat> but, um, I love the sound of my voice. <laughs> I, I, I like to talk. Um, I love my kind spirit because there's not too many genuine kind people over here. Um, I love my assertiveness. Mm. As some, sometimes I do know it may come off a bit cocky and I'm just a bit like larger than life, but that's me. Because I carry myself to a high standard, right? Um, another one, I love that I also do that. I try to be consistent. I say I fall short many times and whatnot, but I do try to be consistent, specifically knowing that I have people who look up to me, people who are looking at what I'm doing and what I'm trying to go ahead and accomplish. And so I love that I'm being able to go ahead and keep that consistency. Yeah. Um, what's that? Three things so Three. far? Um Why is this a hard question? <laughs> Why is this a, um, I feel like this is the one question that always like stumbles people. Yeah, because it's one like, truth be told, tr- is is a, something that I guess you know we don't think about too much. Yeah. It's easy enough to go ahead and list our flaws than it is to go ahead and be like, this is what you're good. Okay, um, my creativity, my creativity. Mercy, this is a hard question. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what else does Jordan love about Jordan? I feel I already said this, but I I love that I'm unapologetic, my unapologetically me, yeah. and I've always been unapologetic, unapologetically me, from young. What you see here is what you get. But um, to one of your um other um interviews that I, that has always stood out to me is not everyone gets this version of me. Not anyone can be can get that. You you all can be. Um, get access to this Jordan unless, you know, I feel you're worthy to go ahead and do so. Yeah. But as stated, this is this is me. And I carry me as an unapologetically so. That was a hard question. Thought I'm watching all your stuff. I should have had this stuff like, <laughs> written down here. But like, see, I'm the one person came in. A, B, C, D, E. There we go. Yes, yeah. definitely. Yeah. So as we begin to close out the podcast. Jordan, Already? Final question. John Smacks, final right. question, right? Mm-hmm. If you could offer any piece of advice to someone who is in your situation, what is one thing that you would say to them? It would be 
tr trust in God. That's that's what it would be. And reason I say that the most pivotal part of my life is not even all here. It was back in high school. I left my private institution, Bermuda Institute of the Seventh Day Adventists, to go into um, public school. Right. And when I got there, I was terrified. You know, I'm walking around. I have my Bible in my bag. You know, the way how I talk, the way how I present myself was very different from what was going on. At that time, in 2012, especially at, uh, at Cedar Bridge, there was a lot of going on. There was a lot of gang violence. We had a few riots. It was, I was the, well, no, I should have been destroyed, yeah. <laughs> basically, right? Just way too soft to be going into this very hard environment. And I was in my physics class, and there was an altercation going on. And something kept, like, urging me just be like, Take out your Bible, mate. Take out your Bible. Just, just take out your Bible. Start reading. And I was there, just like, I, no, like, like, no. I'm gonna open myself. I'm just quiet. I'm not trying to make a scene. I'm not trying to do anything. I'm just trying to survive. And in my head, I'm, I'm just hearing, that's not what you want to do. You're not here to survive. You're here to live. And mm. I remember, I got up, and you know, I, I just took out my Bible and I just started reading out loud. And the entire room, it just, it, it went quiet. You know, the alteration, it stopped. People were looking at me. They sat down and they listened. Mm. And that happened on Monday. I did the same thing on Tuesday, on Wednesday. And by the time that school year closed, my physics class had gone through a massive shift. Mm. I had almost introduced them who I was and what I represented. And from that moment there, you know, things just got so much better for me. And that was because God went ahead and said, trust in me Aye. because I will take care of you. And Aye. that's what he has done. And that's what he did. That moment there led me to go ahead and recognize in the flaws that are in the school system. That moment led me to recognize in how our black man had been failed by the system. That moment led me to go ahead and do something about that there. That is the definitive moment that got me to where I am now, to where even where the mission started from, from that moment. And so that was a trust, to just trust in him, to trust in that higher power, because he has yet to lead me astray. Mm. That has been the moment. That has got me. The, the person you see here started right there. Um, What was the question again? I just want to make sure that I answer the correct the one piece of advice you would give to your younger self trust in god i mean trust not your younger self yeah trust in god yeah see like trust when you god. said that that like brought up one of my favorite scriptures which is like mm -hmm. psalms 37 verse 25 right hey no all right <laughs> i all was right. young now i'm old mm -hmm. yet, yet i have not seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging for bread well here we go here we go here so we go. to hear the fact that mm -hmm. you know you went into this uncertain situation Mm -hmm. And, you know, like you mentioned the fact that you didn't even think to pack an extra pencil. Mm -hmm. Not an extra pen, but your Bible. My Bible. Yeah. You carry the sword with me. I'll let, mm. Mm, I'll let that <laughs> Yes, man. And I mean, mm. there I am. And once again, to the idea of I was surviving. Mm -hmm. I wasn't living. And God said, no, you're, you're called to a greater purpose. You're not here to survive. You're here to live. And that's what I've been doing. And by living... Now other people are seeing Jordan living his back. Oh my God, Jordan! This oh, so this is it. I did it. 
This is the end. You did it again. Oh, again. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But no, Thor, thank you so much for having me here. I know I passed it you a lot to go ahead and get onto the show, but I truly appreciate you even having me up here um, to use your platform for me to go ahead and speak. I do appreciate it. No, I really enjoyed you being here. This is honestly like one of my top three <laughs> favorite episodes. Like this conversation was mm -hmm. just so insightful so good like i'm so happy that you are here today mm -hmm. i want to thank you again for coming because like you dropped some messages on this podcast and i don't think would have been heard from anybody else mm. other than yourself if you want to listen to another episode of the i love me podcast come back next week saturday for an all-new episode filled with insightful wisdom insightful messages and an all-new guest my name is thor my name is jordan and we're out thank you guys so much for listening take care <laughs>